This is the Chicago Podcast Network. Hey everybody, this is Nick Serrano's editor-in-chief and host here on the Chicago Podcast Network. Checking in that music can only mean one thing. It is time for the review of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Now, I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers in this thing because, you know, sometimes people listen to stuff and they decide they're going to see it later and maybe they want to be surprised. So, I'm going to try to avoid that today. There's a few things that I want to get off my chest about this movie. I really liked it. I thought it was a blast. Kurt Russell uh, is is fantastic in the role that he has to play. If you've seen the trailers, you know what the main plot point is with him. He is Peter Quill's father, and that storyline does not disappoint. There are cameos galore. There's Marvel Universe uh, fanaticism just dripping on everything. A great Stan Lee cameo that confirms possibly a long-running nerd theory that has existed. Realistically, folks, if you loved the first Guardians of the Galaxy like so many people did, you're going to love the sequel, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was a lot of fun. I'm very lucky. I got to go with like 12 of my friends. We took over an entire role. Uh, Even though there was assigned seating, we still managed to take over all of row H, uh, two rows back from the balcony. It was fantastic. And... Breaking down some of the stuff that goes on in this movie, the opening credit sequence is one of the coolest and most creative ideas that you will ever see in a movie like this. It was really smartly done and, and kind of brings you in right away. Uh, the movie starts at like a 10. It slows down a little bit in the middle, and, and I could have gone without some of the more extended stuff that happens, but it sets up a truly amazing conclusion to this film. It's a lot of of singular performances uh, by some of the main cast. You get a lot of perspective on who Peter Quill, the uh, Chris Pratt character, is and where he comes from and why he does what he does. There's a lot of fun in this movie in the interplay between the Guardians, but they've managed to kind of extend out the main cast. So Yondu, the Michael Rooker character, is a main piece of this movie. Uh, uh, Nebula, Gamora's sister, the blue girl villain from the first movie, is now part of the team. It really kind of... In a similar way, honestly, what the Fast and the Furious franchises has done, take a villain from the first or second movie, retool their character just a little bit, and you basically have yourself one of the most popular people from the last film coming in and, and playing a major role in the one that is taking place now. It's got a lot of action. It's got a lot of heart. But the main thing is, is a lot like the first one, it's just funny as hell. I mean, it really is. It's There's so much humor. There's so much good-hearted stuff that you you really begin to love these people even more than you did. But honestly, the star of the movie is Dave Bautista. And I know that I'm being the wrestling fan, that kind of seems uh, like I'm forcing it, but really I'm not. Dave Bautista, who plays Drax, is fantastic in this movie. They... I think in the first movie it kind of underwritten him. They were unsure of what he was able, how he was going to be, what his performance level would be at. Instead, what you get out of him in this movie is a heartfelt, wonderful portrayal of a man who does not understand metaphor or nuance. It's fantastic to see a man of that size acting in such a 
fun manner. It's very similar in a lot of ways. It's it's a different kind of charisma than The Rock has, but it's similar. It's that here's a dude who could clearly rip the head off of anybody in the room, but instead he just wants a hug. It's it's fantastic. And the interplay between people is, as I said before, is is outstanding. Baby Groot. Baby Groot in this movie is the craziest damn thing you will ever see. It is adorable. The the way that he runs around and he's got like these puppy dog eyes. There's a couple moments in the movie where he's put in genuine risk and, and you just kind of feel your heart going out to the guy. The, the movie does suffer from a couple problems with the sequel. The soundtrack, in my opinion, and this is just musically tasting, uh, not as strong, although it does have, uh, for all of us here from Chicago, the use of the song Lakeshore Drive in the movie, if you're from here, is is fantastic. It just makes the entire sequence that they're going through amazing. The other thing I would tell you is this. It's a very colorful movie. It's a lot of... This is a lot of people said that the first Guardians of the Galaxy was the Star Wars of the Marvel Universe. And if that was the case, this is the movie that kind of doubles down on that. Now, we're not talking Empire Strikes Back style here. It's not a dark ending. The biggest complaint I would say that I had about this movie is and this is unfair in a way. And I, and I know that it's not what a lot of people think about, but as a fan of this universe, they are part of the Avengers universe. And knowing as a fan that Avengers 3 is coming up next year and that it features the unification and, and the teaming up of the Guardians of the Galaxy cast and the Avengers cast, even the after credit sequences, not spoiling anything, there's not a lot of setup in this movie for Avengers 3. You don't get a lot on the Infinity Stones. There's not a lot made clear as to where this franchise and the universe as a whole is going. That is not the fault of the movie. The movie on its own is fantastic. And if you're not like me or one of the unfortunate nerds out there in the world, it's not that's not going to bother you as much. In fact, you'll probably find it refreshing. Just to this uber nerd, there wasn't enough set up for Avengers 3. But considering that that's been the complaint with a lot of the people that I know going forward, it, it, Avengers 2, that was the big knock on it. Civil War, big knock on it. That that was all kind of positioning itself to set up future movies that all kind of build up to Avengers 3. This doesn't do that, and it works, but I still... Here's my concern with that. By the end of this movie, you should basically, in my opinion, have the idea that they're either on Earth or coming to Earth, and that doesn't happen, and I'm not spoiling any major plot points for you. It's just that as a fan of the universe as a whole, and knowing that Thor Ragnarok takes place in space for the most part, and on different levels and planes than we've been at in the Marvel Universe previously, it feels like when Avengers 3 comes, it's going to hit like a Mack truck. And as good as that is, part of the beauty of the first Avengers movie and the second was it was very clear by the end of, uh, I guess the last one to come out was Thor, that we were building up to the Avengers. I think Iron Man 2 actually came out it was Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain America, then Thor, then uh, Avengers, and then Iron Man 3. 
But by the time you got to the Avengers, the, that universe had been built up, and you could feel that that's where they were going. By the end of Captain America 2, Thor 2, you got the idea of where they were going for Avengers 2, for Age of Ultron. They had set up the narrative structure for everybody and for everybody to kind of know each other but through Avengers 1, and it, and it kind of came together. This movie almost feels removed from that to the detriment of the rest of the universe. The Guardians of the Galaxy is easily the strongest part right now of the Marvel Universe after Civil War is amazing, and I will I will defend, not even defend, that movie's great, and Civil War is, is one of the coolest things you'll ever see on, on film. The ending of that, setting up the Avengers divided, going into Infinity War, you need something in this to give you the idea that we're still going to have fun in Avengers 3. And Avengers 3 is now kind of existing in its own thing, and that's okay. It's not, again, this movie's fault. This movie is fantastic. It's just as part of the bigger cinematic universe that they're building, it feels still oddly disconnected, knowing that in less than, I guess in about 12 months, there's going to be a crossover between this franchise and the Avengers, and you don't really know where that's going to come from. And I'm just afraid that it'll feel forced. But as I've said many times, not the fault of this film. This film is a story mainly about fathers and sons. If you break it down, it's, it's, it's a lot to do with Peter trying to figure out who he is, his place in the universe, where he comes from, how that relates to everything else. You know, It does what good sci-fi is supposed to do. Take a very human do- story, put it in the lens of something fantastic and then use that to do some work on the human conditions fantastic idea uh kurt russell is as i've said many times he's really really good and has some really fun sequences in the film that really gets you sylvester stallone's cameos uh, i will say that and i'm not again this doesn't spoil any plot points the fact that tango and cash don't have a scene together just feels like a missed opportunity uh, that's you can't do anything about it. You also get a, there's going to be a couple other cameos. I don't want to spoil them for anybody yet. We'll probably do a more detailed review of this and other summer movies towards the end after everything's been released. This though, you feel that there are moments in the middle where it, it needed to be broken up a little bit more action. Now, I get it. Movie like this, action film, you need to establish characters and motivations going forward. That's kind of standard fare. You're also showing them at their worst and so that they can overcome some stuff. The only problem that I have with that in this film is that there's not a lot. There's one really sweet action sequence in the dead center of the movie uh, involving Rocket that is is, is outstanding. Other than that, the middle of the movie kind of slows down a lot, and ne- while necessary, you feel... I will say this, the movie's two hours and I think 30 minutes long, I think it's two and a half hours from opening credits to end credits, and you don't feel it as much as you think you do. The ending uh, is is outstanding. There's... So basically, the movie kind of breaks down like this. It's a fantastic opening sequence, uh, a down, kind of slowed down middle section, and a kick-ass finale. All of those things together, you get up with what I would call an A-minus movie. You know, it's it's fun. You're going to have a great time. It's missing that element of the first one, which honestly isn't its fault either. You, you can never capture the excitement of something that happened the first time. So 
they're trying to compete with that, and they do a relatively good job. The soundtrack is still fantastic. Some songs in there that I'm not that familiar with. It kind of like the first movie, but it, it it does flow with what's happening. The music is an is an important part of the movie. You, I'll put it to you like this, folks. When I was a kid, I used to tell people that uh, one of the reasons I loved the Star Trek franchise is that it was always you could always just go. And up until they stopped making them, saddle up with your friends for some new adventures. And that's what this is. Uh, you're either on board with this point with this kind of stuff or you're not. If you're not a Marvel fan, if you're not a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, then obviously you're not going to like this movie. If you're in for the long haul like a lot of people are and at least want to stick with this until it gets to Avengers 3, you'll be very happy going to the theater to see this movie. You'll have a great time. Get some popcorn, get some drinks. If you're lucky enough to be at a theater that serves booze like my, I and my friends were, you can get liquored up if you want. Sit there in your nice, comfortable seats and have a very good time. If you're a Super Marvel fan and you're waiting for Avengers 3 set up and stuff like that, you're not going to get it. So keep that in mind as you're going into the theater. And yes, I stayed all the way to the end and credits. So it's going to be an interesting development and see where these things fit in. But you will hear lately that the movie's great. And it really is. It doesn't have... Here's the thing. Avengers 2 is a lot of fun. But Captain America Civil War is a great movie. And the reason is the emotional impact of Civil War is a lot stronger than Avengers 2. By the end of Avengers 2, a lot of the characters haven't changed much. They haven't gone through a lot of stuff. By the end of Civil War, you've got characters who are in some dark places, at least with each other. And that's an interesting dynamic to bring to the franchise. Guardians 2 doesn't really do that. Uh, there's there. This is very much a, just a straight sequel. We, here's a lot of the stuff that you liked in the first one, kind of retooled, repackaged going forward. It's good. It's not as good as the first one. It's a hell of a lot better than anything else you're going to see in theaters all year long. So there's that. So go see this movie. If you liked it, find us on Twitter, Chicago Podcast Network. If you've liked us, uh, if you if you like the movie, you can find us on Twitter, Chicago Podcast Network. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Chicago Podcast Network. You can email us on Gmail, Chicago Podcast Network at Gmail. Dot com. All of those ways are available for you to get in contact with us. Let us know what you thought about the movie. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Uh, any ideas that you got. If you've got a podcast idea that you're working on and you want to share it with us, let us know. Again, we're just going to do we. I, Nick Serranos. I'm just so used to having more people with me, guys. Uh, I just wanted to touch in with you guys, give you guys a short little review of the movie. If you're on the fence about going or you want some stuff to talk about with people before you go, the movie's great. You're going to have a good time. Go out and see it. Uh, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm out! It's 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it! You have been listening to the Chicago Podcast Network.